You know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not good enough. Time to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. Ah, man, we got to do this again. The Packers lose on Thursday night to the Tennessee Titans at Lambeau Field. I was there. I'm very hungover and I'm very mad. We'll get into all that as the Packers fall the 4-7. and seven. Yucky on the season. My name is Alex Strope with you uh, live from Green Bay, actually, uh, in the remote Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Alex Gravatt is back at said Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, uh, holding it down for us. They're running the show, making me sound pretty. Uh, but Alex, before we get into the first three things, I got to ask you, what's one word to describe your mood today after the Packers fall to the Tennessee Titans? Hurt. Man, yeah, I get it, dude. I get it. I'm right there with you. Look, I, I was there. Uh, great seats, bad game, um, but but good seats. I guess that's important. Look, I I really thought last week was the turning point for for this season and for this team. I really thought uh, week ten against the Cowboys looked like a team that had it all figured out. It looked like they had it figured out. Um, but clearly, that's that's not the case. Number one, 17 points isn't good enough. But B, I, I'm not really sure what happened to this this rushing attack. So number uh, one and B, <laughs> I'm on one today, G. All right, as we do every week on the High Noon Hour, it's time to get to the first three things. <laughs> one and B, my favorite number. <laughs> All right, first things first, as we were a lot here on the first three things. I just said it, but I'll say it again. The Green Bay Packers are not a good football team. They're just not. Um, You know, we we have an 11-game sample size now. There's been maybe one or two games where you go, holy crap, that looked like a good football team. And about the other nine where it's like, yeah, this just really isn't a good team. Look, Aaron Rodgers played fine. Um, he, He was pretty good, I guess. Didn't throw an interception. But he's not MVP Aaron Rodgers this year. He's just not. The, the offensive scheme, uh, led by head coach Matt LaFleur, is incredibly questionable here in 2022. Right? I, I say it just about every time we do the show. The Matt LaFleur scheme is supposed to lead, you know, what happens in the first quarter will lead to things that happen in the third and fourth quarter. And I feel like the only game in which we've seen that on display was last week against Dallas. Last night against Tennessee, that was not on display at all. And I just really never got a good grasp of what that team was going for. Um, You know, Aaron spread the ball around. Six catches for Cabo in his return. Good game for him. Al Lazard at five catches. Christian Watson, uh, another multi-touchdown performance for the rookie, which is which is great, right? I think that helps that that helps Aaron Rodgers' case of returning in 2022 when he got a young stallion like you do in Christian Watson. But uh, yeah, look, I 
I don't know. This was a disappointing game for the Green Bay Packers, um, and this is very clearly not a good football team. The second thing. I think Matt LaFleur put it best. Um, Essentially, he says there's zero room for mistakes here the rest of the way in 2022. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not in a very good position right now, that's for sure. Like I told the guys, like there's there's no margin for error, period. And it's not like I know we got a really tough team coming up um, in Philly. Yeah, no margin for error, says head coach Matt Lafleur. Look, the, this is the remaining schedule for the Green Bay Packers, and they have to go six and zero if they want to be a playoff team. They go to the Philadelphia Eagles next Sunday. Season's over. Seasons. I'm not even going to read the rest of the five games. It doesn't matter. The season's over. The Packers stink. The season is over. You have to go 10-7 and seven at absolute worst to make the playoff field this year. And when you have the Eagles in Philadelphia national television next up on your schedule, I can give you no vote of confidence. Zero vote of confidence. The season's over. Packers, uh, you know, we could sit here and, and talk about how bad of a football team they are. But nonetheless, uh, very, very, um, very wild. Very What's the wild. final score of that game? Uh, the Eagles game? Yeah. <sighs> um, it's a good question. 35-9? to nine? You know, like, this. the Packers have proven to you they are not a, a team that can score a lot of points. They just can't, right? Like, as I said earlier, this is an 11-game sample size now, Alex. What have the Green Bay Packers shown you through 11 games that makes you think, yeah, they'll go to they'll go to Philly and they'll have a chance to win that game? Nothing, nothing. Man, I mean, they they score 31 against the Cowboys. That's the only time they scored over 30 points all year, right? I mean, that's wild. It's insane to me. All right. The final thing. Three, that's the magic number. Three. It's the magic number. I love how upbeat that is. Because today is not an upbeat day. Um Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you inside the the hungover brain of Alex Stroh for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful, wonderful sentiment, isn't it? Um so, when I was at the stadium last night, um, about 14 high noons deep, <laughs> might be dramatic, I was thinking to myself, when do you give Jordan Love playing time? When? Like, when do you do it? Because you have to, A. And two, as I said earlier, uh, B, you got to pick up that fifth-year option, right? And I think they will. It's just a matter of what you see out of Jordan Love. And now the Jordan Love propaganda tour is underway. <clears throat> as you've got Devondre Campbell and Dallin Levitt going on their, their I don't even know what it is, a little show, I think, out of Appleton. Um, and saying, yeah, Jordan Love looks really good. And then I, I saw an article this week, in fact, from, from the journal Sentinel that said, yeah, Jordan Love is much improved in years past. So when do we get to see that 
on display because you need to. You need to by the end of the year. You, you need to know what you've got with this guy. And I don't know that anybody knows the answer to that. So my question is, is when does Jordan Love become the full-time starter? <clears throat> not, not because he's better than Aaron Rodgers, but because the season's over and you don't have anything to play for and you need to figure out what the heck this kid's got. So at 4-7, and seven, here's my vote. After the bye week. Jordan Love gets the final four games. Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. I, I, I think if the season's over, which it will be, right, I don't expect them to go to Philadelphia and win. I want to see Jordan Love. I, I, I'm like, all that's, that's what I'm excited about the rest of the season because they're not making the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers are not. I, I want to see Jordan Love. Let's see what he's got. Let's, let's uh, young gunslinger, go throw him out there. See what he's, see what he's got cooking back there. So Gee. you're punting on next year as well? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, well, no. no, I just I think that like if we have to see what he has going on, I think it's a bit of an overreaction, and I think maybe that deters Aaron from coming back. Well, the the issue is that's a good point, but the issue is you've got that fifth year option luring, right? So the Packers need to make a decision this off season whether or not they're picking up Jordan Love's fifth year. Now he's still under contract next year, but that's essentially saying a year in advance. Hey, do you want him for 2024? And uh, that's a $19 million roughly decision, right? So it's not cheap. They, they can't just, you know, say, all right, $19 million, done deal. Jordan's coming back in 20. Like, that just doesn't make sense, you know? So that's why I want to see him. Um, but I do get your point, right? Aaron Rodgers is a little feisty son of a gun. And I don't know that he would appreciate Jordan Love starting the final four games of the season as much as I'd appreciate it. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers would. Pack it up. Go home. Early offseason for Rodgers. He's not used to that. And then come back next year and actually show up to the voluntary OTAs in May and June and build rapport with your wide receivers rather than going on the punter show from Malibu, California. I don't know. Just my two cents. Aaron Rodgers is a problem, Alex. Aaron Rodgers is, is a fine football player. But the attitude stinks. The leadership isn't that great. Um, and, I, and I wanted to play this before we get the break from Aaron Rodgers, just essentially saying it's time for leaders to step up, but uh, it, uh, he's not referring to Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's got to be multiple guys. You know, it can't just be one person. Otherwise, the voice kind of gets drowned out by the, uh, the white noise of the standardness. So it's What the hell does that even same, mean? Same, the same things. Um, so it's a call to all the leaders in the football team, not just the six elected captains. Um, but we got to play up to our potential. If we play up to our potential, we can win our last six games. I'm confident of that. Obviously, I got to play up to my potential. Tonight wasn't it. <laughs> what did he say? The whites? What did he say? Standardness? Standardness. The Is that a word? Standardness. Is that a word? Yeah. All right. I'm a journalism major. I say it is. Sure, why not? Sure, all right. Fair enough. Look, I I just don't understand Aaron Rodgers. And it's not the fact that he uses made-up words. It's He's talking about how one voice will get washed out. You know whose voice wouldn't get washed out because it holds a lot of weight in that locker room? Aaron Rodgers' voice wouldn't get washed out by the white standardness or whatever the hell he said. Man, oh man, four and seven, brutal. Who saw this coming? I certainly didn't. I thought this was a team that had it all figured out, would turn it around, the Dallas win would just parlay into uh, 
into several wins. JJ and Poinette on the text line, 844-770-3776. Standardness, not a word. I agree, JJ. Well said, sir. Uh, you can get in on the show. What do you want to see now, right? Because I, I say season's over. I want to see Jordan Love in a couple of weeks. I want to see a, a team that actually looks like they're competent and can put up points uh, because we haven't seen that all year, right? Only only one game, and that was last week against Dallas if the Packers scored 30 points or more. I remember back in 2020 when that was the standardness. That was the standardness for the Green Bay Packers to score 30 points or more, and they've done it one time in 11 weeks here in 2022. So what do you want to see? This team isn't making the playoffs. Breaking news. Sorry to break it to you. Uh, we will continue to wallow in our sorrows after this. It's the high noon hour. Extremely disappointed right now um, to put on a performance like that. Uh, I, I just I don't even know what to say. Uh, there was it was nothing like a few days ago, um, and that's why you're only as good as your last game. And you got to every time you step out on that field, you got to go out and do it. And give credit to the Titans; they came ready to play. They were they were obviously more physical, and um, you know they just they made a lot more plays than we made. And just there was there was no consistency in terms of being complementary offensively and defensively. Um, obviously, when we needed stops, we couldn't get them. And then when we needed to score we, and we were getting stops, we couldn't score and didn't take advantage of an interception, didn't take advantage of, um, you know, the return to midfield. So um, you can't do that against good football teams and, and expect to win. Fight a dollar for every time Matt LaFleur said, I have to look at the film <laughs> or uh, – yeah, it is what it is, man. You know, like, I think I'd be rich. I wouldn't be doing this radio show right now, I'll tell you that much. It's the high noon hour. I'm Alex Strofe, live with you from Green Bay, alongside Alex Gravatt, running the show for us today. We're with you till 1 o'clock. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, not a good football team. They put that on full-blown national television display last night. Uh, I don't know what's more embarrassing. The Green Bay Packers' offensive output or Ticketmaster's inability to sell Taylor Swift tickets. Don't act like you're not impressed. All embarrassing. People are making a point this week to just make an ass out of themselves. The Green Bay Packers did that last night on Amazon Prime. Shout out Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, dude. What was last night? Like, was there anything, Alex? And and obviously I'm saying this a little tongue-in-cheek, but, like, was there anything to ride home about except Christian Watson? Uh, Devondre Campbell played pretty well. I, I was happy about that, but um, yeah, that's how you know things went wrong. If that's if that's the first thing coming to mind, yeah, Devondre Campbell really plugged up the middle, even though Derrick Henry ran for four hundred yards. You know, like well, yeah. I don't know. We did a good job stuffing the run for the did most they? part. For the most part, like Derrick Henry is going to get his in that weather. That's the thing he does. It's November football. He's unstoppable. He's everything that we wanted AJ Dillon to be, and he's. Everything AJ Dillon isn't, and uh, and like he had the one big play where he broke off on a, on a screen pass, but outside yep. of that, it wasn't like, hey man, Derrick Henry's throwing touchdowns against Joe Barry's defense. <laughs> well, yeah, he completed the two first time. He completed two passes last night. Um, you know, I heard Jason Wildy and, and Mark Tasher here before us on Wildy and Tash nine to noon every day, um, talking about the the possibility of firing Joe Barry, and I was. Uh, very, very fascinated 
by the poll results. Alex, have you seen this poll? I have not, no. All right, so the poll on Twitter at Jason J. Wilde. Do you believe the Packers should relieve Joe Barry of his duties as defensive coordinator now? Alex, how would you guess the results came in, yes or no? Yes or no? Uh, yes, I think that it's probably something like 75% yes, 25% no. You're pretty close, but uh, even higher than that. 85% yeah. say fire Joe Barry's ass. Now, I... I I go back and forth, right? Because obviously the expectations for this defense coming into the year were so high, right? We, we were, as I always say, Dennis Green crowning their asses, uh, calling them the the uh, one of the best defenses in the National Football League. With which, on paper, I think it's necessarily false, but on the actual field, that is not proven true at all, and. You can't lose to teams like the Lions. You can't lose a game to the Titans. I mean, I understand the Titans are a very good football team. And, Alex, we were talking about it a little bit off the air. Uh, The Tennessee Titans have been consistently one of the best teams in football in the AFC, which is a tougher conference, the last couple of years. I mean, they, they are a very good football team. But, and a big but, I still find it inexcusable to win a game on a short week, or to lose a game rather on a short week at your home stadium. I mean, that game kicked off eight fifteen Eastern time. We're talking the Tennessee Titans are playing until eleven o'clock their time, right? You got to take advantage of the short week of the weird time zone, and you just didn't. And there was never really a point in that game last night where I looked and said, "Yeah, Packers got this." Right? They 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 tried to knot it up at seven apiece. And Mason Crosby missed the damn extra point, right? So, well, it was blocked, but you get my point. Like, there was never really a moment in which I felt confident last night. And I feel like we were just out, outgunned at every spot, which is a bummer because I think Matt LaFleur wants to run the Tennessee Titans offense. Yes. And he just can't with a better quarterback and yep. a slightly worse running back. But, yeah, it felt like they were in control the whole time. Yeah, no, those teams, and you, that's that's a really fascinating point you make there. It, th- those teams were running the same game plan, right? It was pound the rock, uh, your quarterback can do some stuff, and then play well defensively. And the Titans just executed better. How about Traylon Burks? The Packers could have had him, I think, right? I think they drafted Quay Walker over Traylon Burks. Um, he had a really nice game last I, night. I take Quay Walker and Christian Watson over Traylon Burks. Okay. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. But he had a good game. I mean, he looked he looked really good. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, his first game back. Look, the, the Titans, by all means, are a good football team. I'm not going to sit here and act like they're not a good football team. But it was just weird in which the way they won, right? Traylon Burks had seven catches for 111 yards. Uh, that is by far a career high. 111 yards. I mean, you just can't let that happen. And when you look at the box score and, and you, you look at the Packers side of things, right? Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 40 yards. Not enough, not enough. A.J. Dillon, 6 carries, 13 yards. Not enough, not enough. I, I think it boils down to that, right? I mean, last week was finally the balance in which you've kind of expected all year long in terms of pass to rush, right? Like it was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit heavy on the run, but it, it was still a winning formula. Last week you ran the ball 39 times and threw it only 20. Yeah, and I think that what happened was 
And it happens a lot when our defense can't get off the field because they do a pretty good job mitigating big plays for most of the game, and then unfortunately they let one up. But they yep. don't do anything on third down, and they're not too too big of a play. They don't swing the momentum enough. And so when we finally did have that in the fourth quarter or third quarter, when we got the interception, it looked like things were going to go well. And unfortunately they did not yeah. uh, because of a holding penalty, and then it's first and 20, and we never figured it out from there. But Or a, a false start perhaps whatever it was it was just we we shoot ourselves in the foot and Matt LaFleur when we can't get off the field on defense gets worried and we can't get anything going on offense like he doesn't call a good game plan when we lose the time of possession battle in the first half I feel like yeah yeah it's a good point I mean it was overall bad um but but back to my earlier point right like last week felt like a winning formula offensively finally as I mentioned 39 rushes to 20 passes and Packers went away from that quick last night. 39 passes to 19 carries. They completely flipped the script from what worked at their home field four days ago. I just don't understand, and I, I will continue to say I do believe, I really do believe, a good football coach, and I believe that he deserves the benefit of the doubt. But it's worth bringing up that sometimes Matt LaFleur just looks clueless. He just looks clueless. And I don't know... <laughs> why it is rocket science to him sometimes. You have the best one-two punch in your backfield in the National Football League, and you don't utilize them. This is, what, the the, the, the eighth game maybe this year? Sixth game probably realistically? Where Matt LaFleur has gone up to the podium and said, dur, dur, dur. Uh, we didn't use Aaron Jones today to do it enough. Like, why are we continually allowing him to do that? Because they don't get enough of a workload. They just did it, and it, it, it happened again last night. This was the first time that I understood it, though, because the Titans' defense is so good, and Aaron it is Jones good. couldn't get anything going. He finally did a couple times, and we put together good but drives. 12 but 12 carries yeah. is not enough, right? We could sit here and say he couldn't get anything going, right? That's like me running a marathon but quitting after mile two. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I just I wasn't feeling it at mile two, you know? <laughs> Legs started to get really sore. I had to quit. You know, like we can't sit here and act like he was not productive. He carried the ball twelve times. That's three carries a quarter, Alex. That is three carries a quarter. But then I want to push back on you if this is something that we're having a problem with every week. And and I've got a, a much longer in depth spiel that I'm going to get into maybe another time. But like, is is Matt Lafleur actually a good coach? Can you really say that he's that good if he's if he's not even putting together a game plan that highlights his best player, this season's best player by a mile, Aaron Jones? Against uh, his former team yeah. who we should have the insights on? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're referring to Matt LaFleur there, of course, who yeah. was the offensive coordinator down in Tennessee back in 2017 or 2018. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Look, I, I don't think Matt LaFleur is a bad football coach. I refuse to say that. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously he had the Aaron Rodgers factor the last several years in which he won 13 games or 14 games, but uh, this year's been weird. It's been questionable for Matt LaFleur for sure. I mean, some of the play calling, right, as I talked about at the top of the hour, has been odd. I, I haven't understood, you know, why he is making certain decisions. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's complimentary football. And that's something the Packers, especially back in 2020, were so good at. Number one, it was a team that could score over 30 points a game. And number two, they played a lot of complimentary football. 
I have not seen any of that here in 2022 for the Green Bay Packers. It is the high noon hour. I'm Alex Strofe with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, 844-770-3776. Your way into the show. Um, I, I, I got to tell you what. Uh, Alex Gravatt knows this. I've said it a few times. I'm hurting today. I'm hurting. I'll, I'll be, I'll, see, I think honesty is the best policy. And uh, I was up at Lambo last night. Had a great time at our Tundra Trio party uh, right next to the stadium uh, with Good Karma Brands. Had a wonderful time there. Ate some food. Uh, had, a, had, a few, uh, had a few drinks. And then I went over to Lambo and had several more drinks. And then I went to Stadium View. And um, I may or may not have gotten kicked out. So we'll talk about that on the other side. It's the high noon hour. What the hell is this? So, uh, my my best friend's dad, the first time that he he came home less than sober, okay. uh, decided to wake him up early in the morning by blasting bagpipe. I just music. snorted. Oh my god, that's amazing! And you came into work hungover, so we're blasting. Oh, that's horrible. It is. It's bad. Yeah, all right. All it's right. bad for the community. It is bad for the community. I feel everybody. I feel bad for everybody that has to listen to this. It's your fault. <laughs> for being hungover, it's my fault? It's the high noon hour. I'm Alex Strofe with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios alongside Alex Gravatt running the show for us today. You can get into the show, 844-770-3776. Let's get through this together. Uh, lines are open if you just want to bucket dump, if you just want to complain. Because, look, the Packers are not a good football team. They will not be in the playoffs. Uh, and it's a huge disappointment. Right? I mean, that's as simple as that is. But, hey, what is, uh, what is great, unlike the Green Bay Packers, is high noon seltzers. And uh, they are made with real vodka, real juice, sparkling water for 100 calories of easy drinking and take-anywhere deliciousness. With no sugar added and always gluten-free, you can't go wrong with High Noon. Try all of their 13 different, which is crazy, right? I remember when 13 different sun-soaked flavors. I remember when High Noon came out, they only had the four flavors. Now they got 13 of them. Uh, I'm still I'm still a big fan of the pineapple. That's my favorite. Uh, tailgate, tropical, and variety, 8 or 12 packs available wherever you get booze. Find High Noon, favorite grocery store, liquor store, any of the in-between gas stations. Uh, but you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. I don't know if anybody won that 20 Gs High Noon was given away. I have not heard back on that yet. I need to, I need to send another note and figure out who won $20,000 from High Noon. Uh, seltzers. All right, it's time to uh, talk about everything else that's not the Green Bay Packers. Talking about them, I'm sick of them sucking and stinking and being horrible. It's time uh, to do some NFL quick hits. Who stood out? Yes. What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown! <laughs> he did what? Who stunk it up? What, what, what do you mean I stink? You stink. Why don't you go take a shower? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. It is time to go around the league. Alex Garat has four questions for me from around the NFL. We'll play first down, second down, third down, and fourth down. And I'll give you my best takes from around the National Football League heading into the weekend. Go ahead, Alex. First down. All right. So first things first, the Eagles just dropped a pretty tough division game to the Washington Commanders, 32-21. They the sure Commies, did. they won. But the Commies. Are the Eagles still the best team in the NFC? Good question. Uh, I would say yes. 
Uh, look, as much as I hate to admit it, the Minnesota Vikings are right there, man. That's a good football team. Mm-hmm. That's that's a stacked offense, and Kirk Cousins has some swagoo, as the kids say these days. I don't know if the kids say that or not, but nonetheless, I would put the Vikings right behind the Eagles. But I I would vote yes. Um, I'm not forgetting anybody else, am I? Right? The NFC West isn't very good. The NFC South stinks. The NFC North is only good <laughs> in the state to our west. Yeah, I, I would say Minnesota and Philly stand by themselves. Yeah, they, they do seem to be that. Speaking of... Second down. The Vikings are playing the Cowboys this week, which should Good be one. an excellent game. Cover 5 has the Cowboys listed as a favorite, though. Ooh. Can the Vikings prove here that they're the best team in the NFC well away from the Eagles? Or can the Cowboys put themselves back into the conversation? All right. So, let's, let's talk through this again. So... You want to know if the Eagles are going to win? No, the the Vikings and Cowboys are playing <laughs> each other, Alex. Oh, my God. Whoa. All right. We got there. It, so you want to know if the Vikings are going to win? Well, yeah, what, okay. is the, what is the question? Can either of these teams prove that they are the best team in the NFC well, this weekend? The, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I got a little lost there. So I think so, right? The Vikings at home. Our underdogs. On CBS and our underdogs. I think the Vikings win by 10 points in that yeah. game. i got to be honest with you. Right? Because the Packers just beat the Cowboys. And the Vikings are significantly better than the Packers. So I'm thinking the Vikings win that game by 10 points okay, um, on their own field. Changing the, the conversation just a little bit. Sure. Do you think that the Cowboys are any good? Any good? Yes. Do I think they are a top... Three team in the NFC now, right? I think they're probably number five. Um, and obviously with, with the way the playoff rankings shake out, I mean, that's probably where they'll wind up. But I, I I don't know. I think Dallas is good. Mike McCarthy is just such a interesting case study in the National Football League, right? It's, it's a matter of how long he can hang on to that job until they get sick of him and hire Sean Payton. Um, and, and I have a I have a very big feeling that that's going to be after this year. I think he's going to get run out of town because they're going to drop. What are they six and three? So they've got uh, that puts them in nine games. So they've got what eight left. If they go two and six, McCarthy's gone. If they go three and five, McCarthy's probably gone. So I think the Cowboys are a good football team. Yes, but I don't know. Mike McCarthy might get fired. What? Okay, I need you to power rank. You cannot include, do not include the Green Bay Packers in this. The uh, top three most disappointing teams in the NFL this year. Third down. Oh. All right. Uh, power ranking. Am I giving you three to one or one to three? Your choice. I'll let you. Your brain's working as hard as it can today. Whatever makes sense for you, my man. All right, let's go three to one. Uh, I really like this question. Number three is the Los Angeles Rams. They're three and six at the bottom of the awful NFC West. The Seattle Seahawks are in first place in that division. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, yeah, the Los Angeles Rams are number three for me at three and six. Uh, number two would be uh, the Denver Broncos. I, I think everybody had such high hopes for the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and who knows, Hackett might not even have a job at the end of 2022, given the way this thing's trending. So I would put the Broncos at the number two most disappointing team in the National Football League, which leaves me just the one option, 
and we're staying in the same division. The Las Vegas Raiders are the number one most disappointing wow. team in the National Football League this year. Josh McDaniels, again, probably not going to have a job after this year. Devontae Adams is losing football games like a maniac. Uh, their defense stinks. They're firing assistants. They're cutting former draft picks. It is a total barn burner in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders are the most disappointing team in football this year. Surprised the Colts and Jonathan Taylor didn't make that list. Yeah, they're probably right there as well, but Jeff Saturday's turning that puppy around, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. All right. Fourth down. The last one, uh, we went we went one end of the spectrum. Okay, well, first off, if if the Packers are in, if you can use them in this ranking, do they make the top three most disappointing teams? Yes. Absolutely. I th- they're probably I number one. I think that might just be because you're a Packer fan. Because the I, I don't. I think the Broncos are the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. Yeah, I think there's obviously a case to be made for them. But look, Alex, the expectations of the Packers are why they've been so disappointing. And I think I, we can say that at large. That's not just mm-hmm. because of a Packers fan. Look, you've got the back-to-back MVP. You're a team that wins 13 games every year. And uh, third off, right? This division was supposed to be so cruddy that the Packers could roll into the playoffs if Jordan Love started all year. And they had Aaron Rodgers all year, and they can't win football games. They're four and seven, so I would vote they're probably number one. Fourth down. We're running it back. Fourth down. Okay. Do you think, or would you be upset if the Minnesota Vikings make and win the Super Bowl? Would that break your heart more or less than any other team? Um, I don't think it would necessarily break my heart, to be honest. I, I don't hate the Vikings maybe as much as I should. I'm an anti-Bears guy. But yeah. that's that's because I work with Rutledge, Shout right? Jim, like yeah. yeah. Um but I don't hate the Vikings as much as as much as other people, I feel like. I think it'd be kind of, they're a really fun story, Alex. As mm-hmm. as a fan of the National Football League, the Minnesota Vikings are a really fun story. They're a really electric offense. Kirk Cousins is ripping off tarps and putting chains on in airplanes. Like it's, it's a fun story. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't be disappointed, I don't think. I mean, yeah, it would suck because the Packers were supposed to be better than them this year, and they just very clearly were not. That would be the disappointing part. But but overall, I would not be mad if the Vikings were to win the Super Bowl. All right, we need to give some final thoughts on the Packers' 27-17 to loss to the Tennessee Titans after this. Uh, we also need to talk about maybe some changes in Green Bay that you could see come across the uh, the news dial today. We'll get into all that next. It's the High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe on ESPN Madison. Yeah, this is how I'm feeling today after the Packers fall to the Tennessee Titans last night at Lambeau Field. Um, so I, I promised I would tell the story a bit earlier, and I forgot to do that. So let's do that here. Um, there's a wonderful establishment right up the road from Green Bay uh, called Stadium View. And I decided it would be a good idea to go in there after the Packers' loss. However, my wallet, Alex, uh, Alex Gravatt running the show for us. I'm Alex Strofe here on the High Noon Hour. Uh, my wallet is falling apart. Um, the entire left side of my wallet uh, like, is just open. Like it, it is no longer stitched together. It is just open for my cards to fall out. And uh, that happened when I pulled up my ID. Insurance cards all over the ground, right? So I decided it'd be a good idea to pop a squat, middle of the sidewalk, uh, outside of a bar, 
and you know try to pick them up. But I don't really have fingernails, right? Like I don't I don't have very long fingernails, so I couldn't get them off the concrete. So I'm I'm squatting. I'm in like a squatting position as if I were taking a poop, and I couldn't get these cards off the ground. And eventually, I just fell straight on my ass. And the bouncer goes, "Yeah, bro, you can't come in." And I go, "Why not?" He goes, "You're you're 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 too intoxicated." And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm just unbalanced, right?" And um, and I, I lost my balance. So I walked down the street in a straight line, and I turned back around, and I was like, can I come in now? He's like, yeah, you can. And it worked. It was that's, that's my story. I was booted, but then let back in about 15 seconds later. That bouncer's doing a bad job. He failed his job, Alex. You don't think I was? You don't think I deserve to go in? Now, I see you on a daily basis, and I know that you are not an athlete, right? Like, you are not. Right. The- I'm uncoordinated. <laughs> But I, I have not seen you take a squat and fall flat on your butt yet. So, no, I, I, he might not have been doing his job all that well. But if you're the bouncer, please call in, 844-770-3776. I'd love to reunite you two. Yeah, me too. Um, I, doubt, I doubt he's listening, though. He's, he's doing big man things. Um, Whatever that means. Uh, may you always live like the sun's out, unlike it is today. High noon seltzers are made with real vodka, real juice, and sparkling water for 100 calories of easy drinking and take anywhere to deliciousness. With no sugar added and always gluten-free. You can't go wrong with high noon. Try all of their 13 different sun-soaked flavors available in tailgate, tropical 8-packs, and variety 8 or 12-packs. Find High Noon at your favorite grocery store, liquor store, gas station, any of the in-betweens. You must be 21 years or older. Two... Enjoy. All right, Alex, uh, during our last commercial break, I was reading a story um, about Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing, who was was arrested for DUI this morning, uh, according to the Tennessee Highway Patrol. He was... uh, Went through the intake process, 4.36 a.m. this morning, and uh, posted bail at 6.46. So he was in jail just about two hours. Um, Now, on this ESPN article, ESPN.com article, I want to read you this. (laughs) Because it's just like, hey, man, he was celebrating. No big deal, right? All right, listen to this. Todd Danning's offense had its best showing of the season Thursday, (laughs) (laughs) posting 408 total yards in the victory. Downing has served as the Titans' offensive coordinator the past two seasons after joining the team as its tight ends coach in 2019. ESPN's Adam Schefter contributed to this report. That is a real sentence in this article. It's like, yeah, the offense was hella good, which means this guy got to go get hella drunk, right? Like, what are we doing here? Posted season high in passing yards, <laughs> receiving yards, and bail bonds. And BAC. Yeah. Blood alcohol content. No kidding. Uh, so Todd Downing arrested for DUI. The Titans keeping an eye uh, on that. Um, so Packers fall the four and seven on the season. I, I said it's over, right? I, I don't view the Packers as, as ha- having even a little bit of a chance to make uh, the playoffs here in a couple months. I, I think they go to Philly and lose on Sunday. Did next you Sunday. think that the Packers season wasn't over when they lost to the <laughs> Detroit Lions? I wasn't feeling great about it, but I understood that you could lose probably two more games. Um, and, uh, you know, Detroit being one of those losses uh, puts you at whatever it was, six losses, and then mm-hmm. you lose here at seven. So, uh, no, I didn't think it was completely over by by any means, Alex. I did not feel great about their odds. But when they hosted Dallas on Sunday 
and turned it around the way they did and scored over 30 points for the first time all year, uh, I, th- I thought it was a, a turn, turning the page moment. I thought it was a flip the script type moment. I thought this was a team that figured it out. And clearly, very clearly after last night, that is not the case. And the Titans, by all means, have a good rush defense, have a good rush offense. And that showed, right? But when you only give Aaron Jones 12 times to handle the ball, you are not giving yourself the best chance to win a football game. Mm-hmm. It, it is the same thing we've said all year long in regards to Aaron Jones. You need to give him the ball 20, 25, 28 times a game, and good things will happen. Guess what happened last week, Alex, when the Packers gave Aaron Jones the ball, whatever it was, like 25 times? Be a win. That would be a win, indeed. And that has been the case this year. When Aaron Jones is allowed the room and the opportunity to be dominant, the Packers win. And again last night, 12 carries for 40 yards for Aaron Jones is just not enough. But at this point, Alex, to answer your earlier question, I do believe the season's over. Uh, I don't feel confident about the Packers' chances in any of their remaining games, to be real honest with you, right? I mean, I look at I look at this game this upcoming week in Philly. I look at that game on Monday night against the L.A. Rams. I look at that game on Christmas against the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I just don't really see a ton of winnable games on this team's schedule the rest of the way with six games left. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Matt Hamilton just walked into the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, and Alex Gravatt is incredibly distracted. Uh, man, what, what's he doing? It's got he's got a chain that has to like it's either not real metal or it has to weigh twenty pounds. Okay, okay. It says Thursday night football Amazon Prime <laughs> with giant batch the size no of a dinner plate. Can and you it, hear us right now? Uh, let me turn him up. Yeah, because I want to talk to Matt quick. I need to understand Peter Pan's life a little bit. So Matt Hamilton joining us now from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Where did you get this big-ass chain, dude? He does not have headphones. He's almost there. Looks like he's getting ready. Uh, but it looks like it was given to him by the folks at Thursday Night Football. He, he was there <laughs> as a guest. He's coming in. He's coming into the production room. He's going to tell you himself we've got about 45 seconds. No, he's not. He ran right down the hall, and he's right, gone. Never mind. All right. Bad radio by Matt Hamilton. Bad effort by us. Matt Hamilton... Uh, you know, he's still learning. He's still growing. He's still learning the industry. Not good to leave the room in, a, in, a, in the middle of a conversation. But the Green Bay Packers have left the room in the middle of the conversation of will they or won't they make the playoffs. It's very clear after last night that the Packers will not be contending for a playoff spot. My only question is, when do we see Jordan Love? That'll do it for the High Noon Hour. Reminder, if you missed any of the show, you can find it at Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search High Noon Hour. Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton. Coming up next right here on ESPN Madison.